0: Well, hey there, terrible listeners. You've arrived at the Apocalypse World Debrief. I know, I know it's a Wednesday, we don't normally put out episodes on a Wednesday, but this is the post season, baby. Which means the rules no longer apply until September when the show returns to regular programming. What you're listening to is actually the debrief episode of the Apocalypse World campaign. Normally, the debrief episodes are held as exclusive items for our Patreon supporters at patreon.com slash terriblewarriors. And in fact, Sanctuary and Dapper Joe each do have a debrief episode for those Patreon supporters to go ahead and listen to now. However, for this one, it's not really a debrief on Apocalypse World, so much as on the whole year of Terrible Warriors, our fourth year of Terrible Warriors. This debrief was recorded on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday in a series of one-on-one conversations that I had with the different members of our Apocalypse World story. Some are in the hallways of Con Bravo, some are actually in the center of the vendor's floor at Con Bravo, and uh, a few are even done over the phone. So what you'll be hearing is edited collection of those one-on-one conversations that I had where I asked them questions about the panel, about the past on Terrible wars, and where they hope to see the year in the future. And it's just a lot of fun. I thought I would let you in on what those debriefs sound like and what it's like when we're not just playing a game, we're just chatting to each other. If you want to hear all of the debrief episodes from the past year of Terrible Warriors, you can get that link to the entire private playlist of every debrief episode since last September, available at patreon.com terriblewarriors for everyone who supports us at the $5 or more level. Even if you sign on now, you will get access to the debriefs of the entire past year. That's it for my Patreon pitch. Here's the debrief of Apocalypse World. We start now, back on Saturday, immediately after the panel, walking through the hallways of Con Bravo. And we will continue through the weekend, where we will come back to the present day. I'll see you on the other side. So it's been a few hours since the end of the, of the panel now, and uh, I've got my co-GM, Derek Byrne, and I've got Hello. my good friend, Fitz, Dapper Joe, <laughs> Detective. Detective whatever. What was Literally his name? everybody else knows. Why not? I got your detective name wrong when we were doing the game. Richter McCree. Richter McCree. Not McCready. No, no. McCree. McCree. Uh, so yeah. I guess I'll just start with you here, Shane. You got you got to you got to be a part of our Toronto game. You got to bring uh, the apocalypse I, world. And then you I, bugged out before you had to save it.
1: <laughs> I am still reeling just from the whole experience. List. Like how the game came together, just Having it be live, that freaking ending, my god. Yeah, we did pretty well. Yeah, thank you all for the uh, amazing turnout. Um, Yeah, this was a really interesting experience, and like, I admit, and pretty much. What? Did the twist blow your mind? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The twist just blew me away at the end. I was not prepared for that whatsoever. You guys will attest to this. I've been nervous about this whole thing the whole time. Not because I thought that it would be a flop, I was just concerned about my own performance. Just the way I am I know I'm like pretty quiet about it I just have to it's just a matter of coming out of my shell more than I do but uh... You did really well man.
0: Uh, yeah, and I, yeah. You weren't the only one. A lot of people had a lot of high anxiety. I was having a lot of private messages where I felt like I was pulling people off the ledge all the time going like it's gonna be fine we're all on everyone's side. Yeah. Um, and I mean, part of the strange twist at the end had a lot to do also with just being able to bring in a lot of our absentee members from Edmonton so that yeah. they were still part of the story without actually being there. And then, of course, you being the only one in on knowing what you could and could not do once that had been revealed. And, like, I think two other people in the audience yeah. knew really what, like the full lore of what
1: was happening. Like, I'll be perfectly honest. McCree... Would have stayed behind and tried to help. The problem was all hell was breaking loose,
0: and you were still a bit of Dapper Joe too. Like Mostly
1: maybe. because of Tom, but let's not dwell. Like McCree uh.
0: hadn't really come all the way back. You were still very much still whatever Dapper Joe was. Yeah, I, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was what
1: that weird rule was at the start.
2: Was basically if you if you got a ten plus, you would have one hundred percent been in full control of yourself which theoretically means you could have accessed um, some of your actual recursor powers. Where at the backside,
0: (laughs) because you rolled a five, now everyone in the Apocalypse World, if we ever return to that, has shared your memories and knows where you're from. It might
2: well mean that they awaken themselves. Well, and
0: I wonder if this might send Dr. Gold down a really obsessive path of having to unlock the secrets of the strange now.
2: And and what happened there at the very end was um, we had them do the roll, and if they succeeded at the roll then they're fine. If they got their partial success, one of them would have fallen in. Or yeah. they wouldn't have closed the gate in time, and Moriarty would have actually accessed so it's been the apocalypse I was a adventure world.
0: endings because we had yeah. to script it because it was the live. Yeah. bit. we had the constraints of time. Well, but I'm is, glad you enjoyed. Uh, yeah, yeah our, this is our definitely going to have twist. repercussions
1: for the strange as well because this is going to be like. Uh,
0: I think it's going to have repercussions on the entire terrible Warrior. It's going to yeah. have this.
1: I mean, to be fair, this will m- have this will have a definite ripple effect. Yeah, right? uh, on for two reasons with uh, my character one. Uh, as, as Rick Sanchez would say, welcome to the darkest year of our adventures because this is going to be a definite change in mentality for Richter McCree from now on. Dr.
0: Gold will get his Szechuan sauce. And secondly,
1: secondly, this is a matter of some debate because we're not sure how it's going to work in the rules, but uh, two words, focus hook.
2: One of the things that I've been talking about with Justin, and I kind of just randomly pitched it to the Terrible Warriors, we'll see if it actually happens, It's saying I'd love to do another big crossover game where people play their favorite PCs.
0: Terrible warrior or Civil War. Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: <laughs> across the strange. Because Justin and I have always been joking that, uh, especially stuff like Heroes, that all that we had like the Halcyon Cluster, yeah. where it's always just falling into itself. And holy crap, man, Bronto, get
0: Brontosaur in a game. Um, Brontosaur and Spino, and, and Spino, Spino and, Man. And Spino Man? <laughs> uh, mixed with Mutort, King of the Dinos? Yes, oh, yeah, exactly.
2: And I, I will say, Justin, that Mutorque was kind of what kicked off the idea in my head. And then it's just become this huge thing from there. Well, we just
0: ended up doing time travel in After the Bomb, but one of the options was side travel and going to an alternate history. So yeah. that, and even in After the Bomb, we've got a multiverse story going on. Well, yeah, and, because it's, and, it's
2: attached to the Palladium Megaverse.
0: And in a way, even Veilmount's got a bit of a multiverse because you've got two worlds on top of each other uh, yeah. intersecting and bleeding into and each other. And here's the
2: question with Veilmount, then. Is the fairy realm actually like a regular spirit realm, or is it just another recursion that happens to be super imposed glommed on. Yeah. And it's just like... Which almost brings up like a Witcher conjunction yeah. event.
0: Which is like... Which plays into the Tumor Mancer, so that the, this fey world is almost like a cancerous cell on yeah. the Veilmount world.
2: Oh, it's, it's so good, man. We're going to... We're going to have so much fun in our
0: next season. We're going to cut deep. You better listen to every episode if you want to know what's going on. Oh, yeah. On. <laughs> no. We're, Justin and I are
2: going to have to troll hard into terrible Warriors lore just to bring out the. That's
0: what's great about being at Con Bravo is we come across people who have and do, and they'll mention like a favorite moment from a Star Wars game we played four years ago, and I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't remember it. And I feel like when musicians talk about doing a live show, and they're like, play this song. I'm like, I haven't played that song in 20 years. I don't know the lyrics anymore. <laughs> and that's kind yeah, of how look, I feel. I'm feel just
1: bring like going
2: back... to sing Freebird and you guys are going to sing along. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah, I feel like this uh, I feel like this panel was successful on two fronts. One, it really rewarded the people who have been longtime listeners, and two, people who uh, are like more casual listeners and may not yeah, yeah, it's a gateway. People are going to want to know like how we got to this point and what comes next.
0: I'm here on the Sunday morning on the floor of the Combravo Convention Center. Doing a debrief with our own Free Poison and with famed author Stephen Prince. Hello famed there. Famed author Stephen Prince. Also, uh, Hold your applause, please. <laughs> like, if you want to get onto the podcast and you don't want to pay for it, just find meet us at a convention. Yeah, apparently
3: just find us. <laughs> just hang
0: out with me long enough. I'll be like, you're you're on the show now. Hang. So I have one person who was in the game, one person who was watching the game. And I, I don't remember anything. It's just a blur now. So <laughs> it's just a stress. What word. happened. The, year the ending is over. was pretty super climactic. Um, <laughs> was it super climactic? Yeah,
4: that, that's a good word, It, right? it did.
3: It did yeah. come down to Connell's yeah. like
4: one dice roll. You Velma Louise into a black hole. So I guess that's that counts for something.
0: Yeah, I mean that's true. That's true. true. So a uh, 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 game comment, or whatever. has uh, the convention been? How was the podcast been? How's the year going? It's the end of the year, one we're, we're kind of doing a. We're doing a we're breaking it down. I don't know. What questions do we want to talk about? You don't want to say anything cuz you're
4: like I'm tired and it's pretty
3: Yeah, let's 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 lift let's lift neat. the veil like oh, yes. just a little bit and tell everyone that uh, we were up drinking <laughs> with Connell last night till 5 a.m.
0: Yeah. Shh, don't tell Connell. Oh, he's just arrived oh, yeah. at his table. Let's oh, go yeah, join Connell's him at the table. Oh, at his
3: table. table now. Let's go, let's go find let's him. Go,
0: let's go do a debrief party <laughs> table <laughs> let's, crash.
3: Let's be like, surprise, Connell. You're doing surprise. a debrief now. We're already
0: oh, Hello. You're not. I know it's audio only. You're not Connell.
3: You're not Connell. Not Connell. You're but not do, do you want right. to be in the debrief anyway? <laughs> do you, you want to be Connell? <laughs>
0: How badly do you want to be Connell? I don't Put On this, a scale Connell. of one to ten. Put on this coat. I don't think Connell would appreciate me being Connell. I, if, I don't know. Help him Yeah, I was, yeah, was, was going to say probably. Connell, find it I would say that it went super well, and he thought everyone should have died. Uh, and and yet, uh, nobody died, and yeah, even the, surprisingly, our, no our, one our died. Our villain ended up saving the world. Look, I keep my stuff there. Ended up dying. <laughs> I keep my stuff. Back. there. <laughs>
3: Look, if the world ended, then I wouldn't be able to be the villain anymore. So it was literally just a case of like, my stuff is here. I don't want this place kind to end. No uh, to
0: yeah, exactly. I can't. And she became a little chaotic neutral that day. Uh, uh. uh, Aww. <laughs> <laughs> and her heart got plus one to roll three. Aww. Uh, so.
3: Does that mean I lose one from my weird that I got from dying? Yeah, you is get like a happened?
0: you get a mundane stat for masks.
3: <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: Now, now we're stalking Connell. Stalking Connell. Standing over here by the desk. He's, I'm, he's I'm real breathing, breathing real heavy. Real so, debrief. So, years over, what do you think? Do you enjoy being back on the show? What are you looking forward to in September? Oh, you're going to run a game, aren't you? Uh, oh, god.
3: oh god, we're recording this yeah. and now you're going to hold yeah. me to it? Yeah. So last night, um, amusingly from D20 Live again, they were playing a Star of Wars game and Justin was telling me about it because it was loud and also like the middle of the night and I wasn't feeling it. So Justin was just texting me about it and then when he got back to the hotel room I yelled at him about how no one should be allowed to play a Chiss and went into a 10 minute rant Got into a real why... Like no the one should play cut, a Chiss Deep cut
0: Star Wars lore debate So So now um, Bree's gonna GM Star so, Wars Shadows of the Empire Yeah and
3: Justin <laughs> ran to the other side of the room And then informed me he would play a Chiss yeah. So it was yeah. good times Hey everybody it's, Oh look
0: It's uh It's kind of a better known as Dr. Terrawad uh, The Toronto's greatest evil Super villain and genius
4: <laughs> Greetings Captain Hangover How are you doing today?
0: Yeah, yeah just Who's calling you Captain
3: Hangover? I'm
4: calling him
0: <laughs> Good. That's you were act-
4: so destroyed, you were pulling apart like 5 board games at a time last night, gushing about the parts, do you
0: remember? It was pretty great, <laughs> going on about Fall ma- uh, Magic, wasn't. we're going to play that game now, Yeah. play that game on the show. You got me very excited about yeah, it. Yeah, we're going to go to the land of Umbra and find out why Magic's dying. Um, <laughs> so it's Sunday, we had too much to drink, but you saved the apocalypse world, where are you going next? That's Disneyland. Disneyland. That's not in the canon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, so. <laughs> also, you had D20 Live last night, and uh, Bree was like, cutting into the Star Wars lore, going, "No one should be a chiss. It doesn't fit the
4: lore. Doesn't work like that." about uh, the lore.
0: How was uh, how was the
4: story? How do you enjoy it? I mean, I didn't understand a lot of what was going on on Shane's half, like the other no game that was happening, around. and they're like, oh, no it's, one did. It's connected to this other world where people can travel and teleport and stuff. And it's sliders with under, wizards hunting understand a robot. That I was were like, we making
3: a multiverse. Like, I understand we were making a multiverse, like multi-layered. Like, look, maybe all the terrible warriors games are one, and that is all I got out of it. They were like, your character's actually this, and I was like, mm hmm. Uh huh. Well, well it, was a, it, was,
0: it, was, it was. It was. It was. It was. It was. It was an interesting experiment that we will never do again. We'll probably the next time we do a live show, it'll be the first episode. But the uh, the, doing the last episode, that was a combination of two different stories that only half of our players had heard, the other half of the story, and then twisted it into a campaign that only one person at the table had actually played, and only one person that was GMing had actually GMed, and only one person in the audience. And Literally one person in the audience went, "Yes, I know what this is." (laughs) No one else was like, "What?"
4: You did it it, though. Think of it as a thought experiment. You basically. Boiled down your audience until you got one person (laughs) who understood what the fuck you were talking about. (laughs) I found you. You You are the number one. You are the most terrible
0: warrior. You
4: you tell a bad joke and then you just keep getting worse and worse until only one or two people is laughing in the audience and then you bail out and start at the new joke. That's what Tosh.0 does and it's a little bit genius (laughs) but it's also kind of funny. Especially Did you know what was going on? No, but I could understand sorry, sorry. a lot of it because I understand
0: a lot of that normally. <laughs> oh, hey, say hi. You're in the panel. You're in the debrief now. Hello, debrief. we like, are terrible warriors. Who are you? I'm what's Charles. your name? What do you do? Are you a boy or a girl? <laughs> <laughs> no, I only ask you, what's your style now? <laughs> I've become a <an> aggressive professor. <laughs> oh, uh, wait, right, that's not right at all. As a nope.
2: professor, you're supposed to first identify the subject's gender because that's what Pokemon do, I think.
0: No, man, I ask, what's your style? That's what they do in Pokemon Go. They go, choose your style, and you're actually picking your gender. Yeah. Mm. Pretty great. So, anyway, were you lost in the, in the story, in the show, or did you enjoy it? Um, Would you do it again? I haven't, I haven't actually gotten to the rest of them,
4: but I still oh. understood what was going on. So it was all, because it was I all watch a lot of
1: stuff show. that deals with quantum mechanics. <laughs>
4: Yeah. And entanglement, you know, you good tweet old that out Ch- to Brian Cox. Good old good old uh, Star Trek
0: and we're doing Star Trek. I got Star Trek Adventures. I'm looking oh, forward yeah. to that. It's yeah. Absolutely hilarious. It's like how is it that I've yeah, watched Mario. enough start science fiction and Mad Max and I still understood most of that? Right? <laughs> it's because Derek and I are the kings of bullshit. <laughs> and we're able to just twist well, anything I, into as logic who's game, also a logic game. I am Sounds prone like to just making things up. <laughs> yeah, it was it was that uh, was that song. Uh, uh, Bounce the main particle beam off the main deflector <laughs> that dish. That's the way we do things here. We're making shit up as, as we wish. <laughs> wish. The you Klingons know, and the Romulans pose no threat to us. Cause when we find we're in a bind, we just make some shit up. Yep. <laughs> that's
4: that's 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 the Terran <laughs> warrior mantra right there. Yep. <laughs> Or four people, all right. How many of you guys have heard of this episode that we're bringing into this? Three or four people, and then it's like, all right, because now we're doing this thing. And one person's like, yes, <laughs> like, one guy in the audience is like, I know
0: what's going on. As soon as we were playing the audio, and they heard the names of the members of the Strange, like, yeah. actually, yeah. Uh, Steven, there
4: was, one, there was a one dude who was
0: Stephen Prince was telling me, because the audio coming from our little Bluetooth speaker was so good on the microphone, he looked over his shoulder to see if they were actually walking through the back door with a s- ah. wireless microphone, and we're at Con Bravo. It was
4: a
2: surprise entrance. Dude, nice. Wasn't that a bit amazing? It it's amazing. Will and Wes with the money at the bank briefcase and a chair. Get in the van. We have to go now. <laughs> just that they just grab shade and leaves. <laughs> Come on,
0: dude. We're going home. Oh, I don't know if Shane would know what to do. He would just fall over. Do. I don't think he did know what to do there. No, he did. He got the fuck out.
5: Hi, Justin. This is just and Cass. Is. What's going yeah,
0: on? Not much. How's the uh, the indie stuff going? Games.
5: Indie stuff games is going really good. It did it? Yeah but like actually though like everything turned out really solid this year we've got really really great high quality titles being shown off
0: cool. How so, about that crowd yeah. at the panel?
5: Holy geez, I was actually kind of overwhelmed. I was just like, yeah. we have an audience. Yeah. I was just to be
0: like,
5: I was expecting there to be like five people and there were like thirty as or Conno, something. As it was, was saying, nuts.
0: By doing two separate storylines and a final episode that crossed over into a campaign we did a year ago only in Edmonton. Yeah. And there was still someone in the room who knew what was going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it was that, that one person who was like, you are the greatest terrible warrior.
5: That in and of itself is incredible.
0: This is live from the field.
5: Live yeah, live from right in the middle of the indie section.
0: Like an eye of the storm. That's what this place is. Yeah. yeah. It's the Eye of, of the, the storm. storm and we're talking about D D. Hey it's everybody! D D, it's a different game. It's it's
5: it's it's Khajeed, the- my my partner in crime. Who? Hey, you're you're now you're right. now on, you on
0: it. Oh, okay. You sounded like you said Kajed, and I was like, I'm not Kajed. You're you're Kajiji. <laughs> you're
5: yes. It's Kajid. My We've got Kajiji and
0: Craigslist.
1: <laughs>
5: <laughs> my partner in crime, Kajiji.
0: Play. We're playing Internet Listing, the RPG. Yes. Oh my gosh. Where each no. character is a different no. Internet listing. Oh. No. No, please. All right, you're going to introduce your bios in the form of a oh, Craigslist
1: really ad? Oh, <laughs> no. oh, even better, you don't
0: create your, you go and look for a Craigslist ad, and that's your character. Yeah. yeah. That actually no. sounds kind of awesome. So, uh, uh, years over, we're going to take a break for a while, we'll have new episodes out in September. Uh, yep. What are you looking forward to when we uh, do the September stuff?
5: Uh... Stuff. You doing Sailor Moon? I'm gonna be in Sailor Moon. We got, we got Sailor Moon. We, we got Sailor got Moon.
0: I think there's gonna be some Shadow Run. Uh, I don't know, do you like Star Trek?
5: I haven't watched any Star Trek. That's fine. She's a Star
0: Wars it. fan. Oh cool. Bree's gonna run a Star Wars game. That's cool. Yeah, because uh, 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 last night's D20 Live had a character who was playing a Chiss and she was all like you can't let someone play a Chiss if you're playing it two years after uh, 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 Return of the Jedi because the Chiss only <laughs> sent out Thrawn as a plan to infiltrate the Empire and they don't talk to anyone outside their plan. <laughs> so you would have to really justify the mock about why there's a second Chiss out there in the wild and
5: and it's just like we didn't realize you do so much, like,
0: <laughs> so much. Wow. he was sending me so many texts like you don't steal art from Thrawn he will destroy you and destroy your Family and make everyone look like it was your fault. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so it's like, you need to GM a game, and we need to be hunted by Thrawn, because you know this.
5: That's amazing. <laughs> uh, at some point, hopefully, um, if I can work up the nerve, I will be running my own game.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah Steven Universe. I have,
5: I have never ever game. GM'd anything ever in my entire life, so this will be a first for me.
0: It was a first for Steve. Yeah. It was a first for... Um, who else ran games, uh, uh, we've had other GMs that were doing the first, but we've had a lot of first time players at least. Uh, it will be a first for um, uh, uh, Tiff and for Shane mm. and um, we're going to hopefully have some new GMs in the form of uh, Will and Wes up in Edmonton. But uh, they 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 have run games and that's just not on the show. Yeah. Um, so it's gonna yeah. Be,
5: gonna be so timely. it's gonna there's be no interesting? pressure
0: There's more pressure on the players than on it's you. you just,
5: I mean, maybe I don't know. Just like playing I, in
0: your sandbox. I
5: I still it's need to special. like I need to come up with the like are they playing as the crystal gems the same way that we're doing Sailor Moon are we are they making up their own gems I need to figure that out. Are you that playing canon and
0: Sailor Moon characters I thought you were yeah. playing original Sailor Moon characters? Yeah. I, Personally, I don't like when we redo that. I, don't well, like, not, I didn't like know, being Mirror Master. I like being a, our own. Like I like pity. I like making our own. Sure, stuff. but you know,
5: it's it's nice to kind of to switch things up a little bit, right? But uh, I, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe, I, it maybe sounds we like play
0: Thunderbirds. and We'll all play as the Tracy <laughs> brothers.
5: <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like we're going the route of everybody's making their own gem characters. Uh, Derek already has his figured out and I love the idea for it. It's going to be fantastic.
0: Yeah. Uh, if you got um, Derek on your game, like, yeah. you don't have to worry about running it because if it ever came to a problem, you could always just be like, he's not going to yeah, cheat, no. he's not going to meta game. he'll be like, maybe as GM you can uh, yeah.
5: do this. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be asking for Derek asking Derek for a lot
0: of help. well if you listen to Derek a Derek had never run a Powered by Apocalypse game when yeah. he did Apocalypse World and uh, one of his players did and they love Powered by Apocalypse so throughout the game he's got his player going like well just do this move or just try this out that and you just add those dice and, and you know, <laughs> you know, we're all we're all we're all in it together
5: yeah um, yeah we'll figure it out I'm just a little bit like I've never GM'd anything ever my entire life I'm so nervous like oh uh, like. don't wait
0: for the confidence. The confidence would catch up.
5: Yeah. No, I mean I'm just gonna I'm just gonna run with it. I'm just gonna do it. But take
0: the, just take the jump. I, I need to it. I
5: need to even like there's no existing Steven Universe RPG out anywhere, so I have to kind of figure that out. I'm thinking of using the fate system because yeah. I think it'll work really well for it's it. It's real
0: malleable for that. Yeah. And you're not gonna be playing a game where people are gonna be fighting to the death, which is a problem we had with Friday the thirteenth, because Dodd wasn't able to like fight us because the yeah. uh, fate system is much more collaborative in its storytelling if a character were to die it's because both the GM and the player have come to a conclusion that this is where the story should go yeah and everyone kind of has it consensually happens versus unlike like in Dungeons and Dragons where you just run out of hit points and die yeah it's not possible in a fake court game right it's too much story based
5: yeah well it'll work really well for Steven Universe because like Steven Universe sort of like death is talked about, but it, you've never seen it ever happen and and the characters kind of don't really It's sort of like Pokemon. They don't really die. They just kind of like so we're
0: all gonna work together though And do like regenerate. a we are the world with Ori and actually record our own original Steven Universe song Right,
5: we, I mean we could I was I was actually um, I was gonna be at some point collaborating with uh, our friend our friend Super Saturn uh, doing a recording of the end theme to Steven Universe. Yeah. I was going to sing for it and he's going to play for and it. You know,
0: Bree's got so. a, a a history in musical theater as well. So nice. We've got we've got some voices on this show. We'll make it work. We'll make it break happen. Out, break out into the Steven operas. Yeah.
1: yeah okay,
0: so you heard it right from Cassie, an entire musical RPG. Hey, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Everything <laughs> whoa. rhyming in, uh, in, in meter. <laughs> Holy jeez. Uh, in the key
5: of Cassie. Time. No. No. What? No. Guys, in the key no. Oh, okay. Z20. No, <laughs> that is so much pressure. What, why are you doing this to me? What,
0: what would the 20 be sharp or flat?
5: Get out of my life. Okay,
1: bye.
0: No, go back. <laughs> and he's gone. Um, last words, then, uh, at the end here. Uh, to to did you have a message for the people at the panel, to our listeners, to Patreon, to to the show itself? As we, it, it's the end of our fourth year. When we come back, it's year five of Terrible Warriors. Isn't
5: that crazy? It's insane. That's nuts. Uh, everybody who came out to the panel, everybody who's listening at home, thank you so much for supporting us. Um, I was. I was absolutely blown away by the reception um, and I'm, I'm constantly blown away by the support that you guys bring us. So thank you so much. Uh, we'll see you guys in season five.
0: We did it. We did a live show. We did a finale episode. It was found some kind of resolution to it. I, I know it was on rails. Uh, uh, we've gone over a lot with everyone else. Um, like The three big uh, takeaways uh, was uh, we needed more time uh we needed one gm and we needed less players (laughs) and um and those things combined uh uh sharing the stage with derek was was fun and a good experiment and and a nice way to bring the edmonton crews together um but uh, it it was uh we have two very different styles and then uh, and then the, uh, the real problem uh was uh we had 60 minutes to get people into the room and out of the room so we had no time to tell our audience this is who we are. This is the people that are at my table and where you can find them. And now we're going to start the recording. And here's what you need to know. Uh, and then, and then, like a decompress afterwards with questions and with a debrief. Would, would like a two-hour room? We could have done our 60-minute show uh, with uh, a hello and goodbye on the ends. Um, yeah. So, with that in mind, though. Uh, I still walked out with a good high, and uh, the audio of the game sounds awesome, uh, and uh, and it's already out now for everyone to listen to. Um, so, what do you think here? Uh, that was just I was just rambling off to get, give you an idea, to figure out like where your thoughts are. Um, yeah. So we just come, came out of the we just you know walking out there. I got some people right immediately after the panel, a few like on Sunday, and now it's on Monday during Con Crash. <laughs> um, uh, how how did, how was it like uh, to uh, to do that show? Uh, the room was um, almost packed it
6: was yeah i was uh, I was very happy to see that the that the room was packed and uh I, I was a bit nervous obviously do like doing a being a part of a live version of the show because we a we have't never done it before and b we uh with uh, this is the first time we've ever guys to do it at uh, our like at least my favorite con con Bravo um, but uh, I mean I think yes yeah, there definitely like, is like' some uh, some things to learn from i I actually uh, like I kind of Disagree with it a little bit. I think I like the co-GM uh, sort of uh, sort of style because you, yes, you're right. There is two different uh, uh, GMing styles, but I like that because it's sort of like it gave a bit of a different dynamic uh, to, the, to the players that uh, we didn't have uh, uh, before. So I, I, I like that. Yeah, I agree. It definitely was a bit it was a bit rushed, and yeah, six players at the table and trying to be able to do something each one within an hour. That uh, basically gives ten minutes. Per person, and not even because he had to could, like fill in on the audience on it, and uh, there's a lot going on. Um, but uh, I, I think, yeah, if we had more time, it would be uh, it'd be great. But I think it was it was definitely fun for the for the audience to uh, uh, to watch and, and to uh, and to listen and kind of see us play live instead of just listening to us on a podcast. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I think and that like, was important
0: honestly, for me. Um, even though uh, I, we 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 got, we we tried to give you and Tom and Cassie, we knew uh, weren't going to um, either understand enough or have the necessary abilities to handle our idea of of mixing the world in with the strange. Uh, so right. so the first half, I wanted to like here's the convoy, here's the issues. I want to throw that cult at you, and figured that the three of you would get that arc and then Gold and Pity and Dapper Joe would take care of the second half of our show um And so it meant that you would kind of miss out on the finale, but you would either have saved your people or not. And it was a very good chance that if if if, if this if the cult had gone bad, and if uh, Dapper Joe hadn't killed Old Jack so quickly, um, you would have had a lot more bodies on your hand, and you would have had uh, uh, you might have survived, but your people didn't. So there was a bit of a an idea of like where were you going to end up with? Um, yeah. Besides that, knowing going in, there was no way for me to get all six of you. Um, involved intimately with our story. I didn't sure. actually care. Uh, I really wanted you there. I wanted you yeah. to be able to sit at that table and to experience that event with us, to to have that finale, uh, and that even if you weren't going to be uh, in the final scene of the game, you were still going to get to you know enjoy that with me, because this whole show was us, and we all did yeah. it together, and we got yeah. there, and, and it was really important to have that table full of the people who... who, who have carried this show for years and have brought it to to that point, which has really felt like you know uh, a, 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 you know it was more than just our season finale. It was a, a, a turning point, I think, for for now the future of the show and. Uh, uh, and the other part is if we ever do a live show we'll never do it as the last episode in our story. <laughs> yeah, I was everyone, like say, like, I would everyone love... was lost. Everyone, yeah, either... I, would, I
6: would love to, uh, I would love to be able to see us like do uh, like either a one shot or at least a big, like episode one of a new campaign. And then
0: at the end we say, can be uh, to, to find to... out more.
6: Yeah, listen to terrible yeah. com. yeah.
0: Um, and actually, like, I, I honestly,
6: I didn't mind not being in the finale aspect of, of the story. Uh, I, I like the fact that at least that I did get, like, as my, my character, I got a one- Kind of a uh, uh, final sort of moment. I got to do another inspiring, sp- like speech, as it were, uh, which seems to be my role in that mm-hmm. whole campaign, um, which was pretty cool. I was gonna you got like, a nice round pretty- of applause. Yeah, because I, I didn't expect that because I like when, when you kind of gave me that scene, and I was like, I knew that Connell was in the room, and I was like, okay, well, what what does Connell want to do? And then like it was it was actually Connell, kind of he looked at me and he says, "Are you sure you want to do that?" And it was like a switch kind of went off and being like, I went into, like, I, I sort of switched from being Steve yeah. and then and into being Simon. I'd be like...
0: Yeah, and no Cassie Cass even says, like, you're our hard holder. Don't let gold. We're looking to you for guidance. This yeah, is your yeah, group.
6: And, yeah, and so I was like, yeah, you know what? That, that's when I switched into the character mode because at first I was like, I, I, I was like being a Steve I was like I have no clue what to do I just rather like let's let let someone have a cool moment and I was that's what I was more pushing towards because I didn't know what the story was going to entail after that but like when when that happened I was like okay yeah you know what I'm switching to simon mode and I'm going to do what I do which is apparently give inspiring speeches uh so uh and I I liked I liked that at least that I that I did get a chance to have a moment but yeah mm-hmm. I think I think uh, the finale uh, it, it was what it was like. I didn't like. I was I was enjoying just being there and and, and like kind of. Uh, I was at least in the room um, and, like when it happened, and that's what uh, uh, that's what I uh, I liked a lot. But yeah, I can't wait to uh, for at least the, our listeners to to finally give us feedback on it and, and kind of now that they, they get to hear everything as a whole uh I wish I, I I knew more about the strange or had a chance to listen to re listen to the strange to kind of like kind of uh, understand the uh, or think that oh wow this this kind of crossover is pretty
0: cool. We knew people wouldn't get that but we also it was a way for me to also include the people from Edmonton who weren't there uh yeah. to still have a a fingerprint on the end of the story. We knew it would come up in the la- live the last 20 minutes, the last 15 minutes, and it would just be a, 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 a this Deus Ex Machina moment. But what yeah. we didn't know really was: Would Shane stay and save the world, or would he bug out? And he chose to teleport out, and then the rest of you were like, "Oh fuck, we have to face." So that was we still left like the final solution of what to do with the vortex. Sort of, I don't know. Maybe the world does end. It was it was absolutely an ap- uh, One of the outs we had. Um, <laughs> thankfully, yeah. Uh, yeah. Connell and Pity had a. Had 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 other ideas. Um, one of the interesting things that um, uh, Tom mentioned—he he told me about his backstory and his character arc—and I mean, this is classic Tom too. He always has this a, a huge backstory that he never brings up in games, so no one ever knows. But he had this idea of. You know, the only person he really looks up to is Magnolia because she's the only one who's never given up on him, and she's the only one who looks at the apocalypse world and still has some kind of hope in the people around her, and and this faith in the people around her, and so she, um, it, it got me thinking uh, in the strange. There's a, a term for people that are inside recursions who learn about the nature of the strange and crack the secret. And it's like a mystical version of waking up in the matrix. It's actually called waking up. Uh, and yeah. and so when they become awoken, they can learn to translate and travel to other worlds within the strange. Certainly gold and pity and certainly gold. I could see him becoming so obsessed now with this knowledge of, of what he's learned about the nature of the world. But that's it. He's off now with pity and they're going to learn the secrets of the strange and, and that's, that's it. He's. He's. He'll never be able to escape from this knowledge. He can never unlearn. Um, that's not the stakes with uh, Bishop and Magnolia and Nelson. Uh, Bishop's got his hard hold. You've saved your people, and you'll go and found a new settlement now that the the weather has calmed down and 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 the world has. Well, been now saved. we have acting to the hammer, essentially. Yeah, and uh, well, at least this cave, and 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 maybe there's somewhere else you can go to. Whereas Nelson and Magnolia, their arc. I think their story has just begun. Uh, They've been this support cast in the shadow of these very dominating characters and it gave me an idea that I might return to this world with just Tom and Cassie, with just Magnolia and Nelson um, as they try and figure out uh, what happens next. Uh, mm. After witnessing everything that's happened and everyone now going their separate ways, um, and and at the end of it, there was Magnolia who never gave up on Nelson, and Nelson who never left her behind, and uh, yeah, and, I would. And, and it was just that, the two that, of them. Yeah, and that might that be a really, really
6: cool. That could be like a cool like epilogue to to the story. It was interesting to kind of like, yeah, it sort of did feel like that. Uh, Magnolia and and Nelson um, were probably the supporting cast, but I like that it sort of. Like, because I did know a little bit about uh, Nelson's uh, backstory, just because like Tom and I, we kind of had a bit of a history, so we he kind of did share with me a little bit of his his backstory. But uh, uh, he did say that it was uh, he had a little bit more. A relationship that he looked up to uh, to Magnolia a lot more than uh, than some of the others and they kind of because she had always stuck by him so I uh, so I think it might be a cool uh, idea and I I leave it up to you guys but I think it'd be like a cool epilogue if we just sort of have just like uh, Magnolia Nelson kind of do. do, going off and kind of what what is it like now after the the second apocalypse in the apocalypse world happened and uh, and get to learn more about them and sort of like it is like an epilogue to the story.
0: It's given me uh, it's it's in my idea uh, my back pocket as uh, if I have players cancel out or things change or we need a a, a game recorded really quickly. Um, it's certainly something where I could call up Cassie and Tom and be you know can you be available tonight? Let's uh, let's do this now and uh, yep. uh and I want to do more games with smaller groups of players between, like, two and three. Um, yeah Because I've listened, like, Deadlands and Veilmount vale as examples in Dogs in the Vineyard over here. Those were all games with, with two players and with mine with three. Uh, and then our second run at Masks was three as well. Those games really lend themselves to more much more intimate storytelling where you yeah. spend four hours with two players rather than four hours with five, you really spend that time examining them and there's no and, there, and there's no one else for them to lean onto or, 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 or hide behind right um, yeah you know I've played enough games where I'm nervous as a player and so I let someone else, like when we play Ravenloft, and I just let um you know you and uh, and Connell just sort of take charge uh whereas when it's only you and one other player uh I mean at best you're Robin to someone's Batman, you're still center frame and and there's nowhere to hide your character, and you have to you know go there and you have to find out what's going on so that's something yeah. i I really want to try more of apocalypse world heavy busy learned a lot uh I think it still went really well um I think so too. You have we're we're at the end of uh, four years of recording these games. Uh, when we come back in September, we're going to be marking essentially not exactly because the anniversary is technically in October. But when we come back in September, we're beginning our fifth year of, of games, and mm-hmm. it, probably in that year we're going to also cross over into having recorded one hundred games because uh, we're wow. at we're at the sixty-seven, sixty-eight mark now. So. I want to ask you, Steve, since you've been there since the start, how has it been like when you look back at where Terrible Warriors started four years ago, and then where we were at Con Bravo doing this finale episode? Uh, how has it been like looking back at where we've come from?
6: Um, well, it's it's I, I, the reason one of the reasons why I, I've always loved Con Bravo um, was because um, it was that's where Terrible Warriors got its start um it was it was when it was a couple it was definitely five years ago it was in 2012 bravo, i think so That probably have been con bravo 3 um and it was uh it, it was watching d20 live with a uh, big mike and uh and dodd sitting at the table and i was sitting in the front in the front row of that audience and i it was the first time i saw like a live rpg show and that's what sort of like spawned the, the idea of doing a podcast version of that, and kind of seeing it in, in full circle, um, well, we're back at Com Bravo Eight at, at five, like uh, literally almost five years later, and it was uh, seeing a very crowded room uh, of of fans and of listeners and, and of patrons um, who had been there for, uh, who had been there, uh, supporting us. Uh, some from the beginning and some uh, uh, recently, or some that hadn't heard of us until Con Bravo. Uh, it was it was an amazing moment to kind of look out in that crowd and see uh, and, and see that. And then, actually, to be honest, I, throughout the entire Con, even. Uh, um, even though I was there in the capacity of being a, uh, a, a, a part of my YouTube thing, Blind Gamer, I had a lot of fans come up to me and, and say that, uh, uh, I love listening to you guys on Terrible Warriors and, I, and I'm a big fan. I just wanted to come say hi. And I never had that before, uh, and that, that kind of interaction with, uh, with listeners in, in that capacity. Um, since I started doing podcasting, uh, I, I did a, a little bit when we were with, when I was with This Week in Geek, but, I think with this was it resonated with people and it was really cool to kind of see that it's come full circle uh, this year and uh, meeting
0: people yeah. whose names have been in our games and they yeah. they come to you not as a listener but I'm famed author or I was the mayor of your town and introducing yeah. them in character was was really cool.
6: Yeah, and then getting to hang out with the uh, with fans and listeners and getting to uh, getting to know them a little bit. It was, it was, it, 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 cause you don't see that when you're behind the mic. You kind of, you see that, oh yeah, they're either a number that's listening or they comment or you get to sort of see their online avatar as, a, as, a, so to speak. But, uh, seeing them in person, getting to know them, it was, it, it was a very cool, uh, moment that I never thought when, when the idea, uh, came up that, uh, to do a podcast like that, that that's what something that five years later, uh, would, would be the case. So I'm, uh, I'm very happy of how uh, how this show has uh, has come along in in the past 5 years.
0: So then my last question now looking into the past 5 years and now as we enter into our 5th year, uh, we've got a lot of exciting plans and hopes um some that we can talk about and some that we can't uh but so uh, what are what are you um looking forward to i know you've you've taken more time with blind gamer and you've got all these other things going on but uh looking forward into the fifth year of terrible warriors this thing you've created now sort of <laughs> blossoming into into yep. something even bigger uh what are you hoping for and what are you what are you looking forward to what are you happy about
6: um i'm happy that uh that it's going strong and that people that uh we have a lot of amazing players who have stuck with us from uh some from the very beginning um and uh i i'm looking forward to coming back because actually apocalypse world is the first time i kind of, i think i've probably been, have played uh on uh, like in about a year um and so uh, i've been
0: ravenloft before apocalypse world was the last one
6: yeah um and it was uh it's it, it was uh like it, it just I, I I'm I'm getting the itch to get back into GMing again, so I, I think I might want to return to the Matrix and uh, playing D and D in that setting. Uh, I'm interested in uh, maybe playing a little bit of uh, of a game called Dread, which I've been looking into. That that which may involve having to do video uh, aspect of the show. Uh, I think. It's just I'm getting that bug again, and I and I'm looking, and I think I've got some, I think I've got some interesting stories I want to tell, and uh, I think the only place I can be able to tell those stories is uh, is on Terrible Warriors. Thank you for those who came out to uh, to say hi and and uh, uh, come out to our uh, to the live show, and uh, I look forward to uh, seeing uh, us uh, kind of come back in uh, in season five.
0: Are you ever going to get your revenge on uh, Bree and Julian?
6: Uh, I'll find my way. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I need to GM them and then put them into them and, and just torture them that way.
0: huh. <laughs> <laughs> pit them against each other. Exactly. Let them fight. Yes. <laughs> all right, thanks a lot, Steve. Yep, no problem. Hi, Tom. Welcome back. Hello. <laughs> for so- all
7: everyone knows, this is our first time having this conversation.
0: Hi, Tom. How- it's so good to talk to you for the first time since Con Bravo.
7: Yeah, I've. Never played a game with two GMs before. That was kind of nuts.
0: It's funny. It's it's divided on whether that was a good thing or a bad thing. I played an Orlandia game where there were no GMs. <laughs> and so the role of the GM is split to the three players that are not in control of the current scene. And so mm-hmm. you take turns on which PC is, is, is the protagonist. And then the other three play the roles of support. Um, and... Uh, I think that might have been a little good training for then going to a game where you're sharing. And I've heard of other gaming groups where they do co-GM from time to time, and uh, especially when it gets to much, much larger players that are involved. Um, But yeah, it was certainly a first for us in the style that we did it. And uh, and yet, some who have told me, not great. And then we just had Steve uh, uh, here saying that he thought it was it was really cool to see those two styles and, and that kind of coordination
7: happen. Well, I can say it could have gone a lot worse.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing Derek and I are friends. Yeah. <laughs> we know when to differ. We, the, the way the story had been blocked out was I took care of the convoy and the like the setup at the beginning, and then Derek really took care of the details of the second half from the cave onward into the twist of the strange That's a smart
7: way to do it. Uh, Yeah, so um, I can see you guys put a lot of prep work into it, and I think that paid off. Um, (laughs) It definitely uh, was a bit of a rush, like uh, trying to cram all that stuff into an hour.
0: We've just finished our fourth year. Five years ago, this show started. Uh, You started, I think, one campaign before me. Um, yeah, I, I think I was
7: in like the third game or something like that. The first
0: game I played was Shadow Run, the Candy oh, yeah. Factory job, and I remember you were part of that game.
7: And oh yeah, that was so much fun. For those so who haven't listened, you should check it out. Oh, it was Really I'm good. I'm so
0: excited that Dodd wants to return to Shadow Run just because I've, 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 I've come, I'm a completely different player now. Yeah. Um, after after everything we've done, and then you were part of um, what was your first game?
7: Uh, Judge Dread.
0: Judge Dread. So yeah, that was like two or three. In the start, so the very beginning of, of season one. Um, so y- you're you're coming from a place too where uh, you've been there since the terrible warriors w- were like a different show altogether, and and hmm. not even there was no intention that it would still be around five years later when it first started. <laughs> it was just kind of a fun little spin-off of this week in geek, and and you know inspired by us you know a, a panel at 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 Con Bravo uh, with D twenty Live. So. How has it been uh, here watching this sh- this podcast like grow and evolve and change into where we are now? Where we just finished the panel at Con Bravo, you know, full circle, and uh, we're getting ready for our fifth year. Uh, we're we're rounding like seventy five different games. Uh, we've got people in multiple provinces, and uh, uh, we've got relationships with game developers and, and, you know, the odd celebrity that's come on the show. Um, you know, what's uh, what's Tom thinking about when, when he looks back at five years of Terrible Warriors?
7: Well, it's definitely really exciting how much we've expanded, and uh, I love how we've gotten to the point where we're so consistent now that we have multiple episodes coming out every week.
0: Every Tuesday and Thursday.
7: Every Tuesday and Thursday. <laughs>
0: um,
7: and yeah, so we've really come a long way. I mean, I feel like we've had, like, uh, sort of creative differences in the past. Like, all of us have kind of our own idea of where we want to go with a show. And I think what actually has um, become really uh, beneficial is how much we've been kind of letting the GMs just kind of run their own games how uh, they want. And so there's no, like, overarching, um, like rules.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a necessity to keep things consistent, like, we wouldn't be able to do Tuesday and Thursday if I couldn't let the GMs just, like, be the director of their own shows. Uh, They they, they do play out, like, um, it's an anthology series, but even almost, uh, like, contributors that are submitting stuff to, you know, the Daily Digest, and so it's, um, the styles change, the quality of the recording depending on the rooms they were recorded in. Change the whole thing's a little yeah. bit of guerrilla warfare, um, but that's sort of that's the, the the devil's bargain that we've made as a group to keep the yeah. show rolling, so that we can right. keep meeting those those deadlines we placed for ourselves. And it's also turned. I think it's really cool. I, I don't know many others that 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 change so many stories on such a dime and, and restrict themselves to the, even these like short one shot games. Um, yeah. It's it's a it's been a it's been a fun challenge.
7: Yeah, um, I think the fact that our format requires for shorter games has led to some much more dramatic situations because people have less to lose.
0: Yeah, yeah, and things escalate real yeah. quick because we're like, hey, you know, this is done next hour. Let's just burn it while we got them. Let's drive this car yeah. off a cliff.
7: I've played dubious characters by now who I was thinking I don't really care too much if this character dies I'm just going to play them recklessly and most of the time they just come out okay um, I'll and then try occasionally and fix that one next of them year. dies <laughs>
0: I'll try and <laughs> fix that next year uh, and that's part of the fun <laughs> a lot of games I want to be playing next year that that uh, reward character death uh, and mm-hmm. expect it um, uh, actually reading uh, the rules for Star Trek Adventures uh, the crew that you play as you play as like a bridge officer on your ship but not every bridge officer goes on an away mission right Right. so in a scene where let's say you're playing the chief engineer but the chief engineer is not going down to the planet well then you're now going to play a support character you're playing the red shirt that goes down to the planet and and we pick out another crew member that is assigned to the away team and you now play them on the planet and now for Mm -hmm. so it's kind of a nice blend of long form and short form into one game where you have your long term character but every now and then you get to play this short term character and like any good red shirt you're Mm -hmm. you're the you're the mind detector on this planet it doesn't matter if this particular character uh, gets vaporized by a trap um, yeah. and, and and doesn't always make it back right uh, and you can right. play into those tropes and, it and could, uh, it's kind of neat knowing, I, I like that knowing mechanic. Star
7: Trek there could be plenty of crazy things that happen to the engineer too oh yeah um, and each the um, uh, transport for a malfunction creates a duplicate of himself that's made of pure energy, and now he's fighting that guy on the bridge while everyone else is on the planet. Yeah, yeah. Or you're like they're down <laughs> on the
0: planet, and it cuts up to you in the bridge, in the in the engine room, and you're you're turning yourself into a conductor, trying to you know because you don't <laughs> yes. have a wire that's long enough, so you're reaching your arms out to either you know electrical panel. Uh, and uh, and then another one uh, I keep mentioning about to everyone else, uh, Our Last Best Hope, which almost expects that everyone's going to die to save the world at the end. Uh, yeah, and, and, I'm excited and, to
7: see how that one comes together. Yeah, your
0: death can actually be a reward to the game, that if everyone yeah. dies, you might still win. And and those play into games like Armageddon or movies like Armageddon and The Core, where one or none of the main cast actually survive to the end. But the point is that you know it's sacrifice in the face of impossible odds, right? Right. Yeah. Um, versus another game uh, I was just reading today called uh, Undying. Have you heard of this?
7: Um I don't think so, so It un- sounds like a couple of video games I've yeah, heard of uh, but, but...
0: Undying is a uh, it's, it's been winning a, f- a number of awards on like indie uh, award panels uh, for for RPGs. It's a, a bit of a love story to Vampire the Masquerade in that but Uh, Boils down to uh, it's a diceless game about being a predatory vampire over the ages Hmm. and the game focuses on those big bursts of violence between warring families and rivals and allies and then the long-form pause between those 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 outbreaks uh, where People plot and intrigue and let them ferment over months and years and centuries until the status quo changes and they have to reassert themselves. So the game is constantly changing the time scale to this one night when everyone died to then a course of decades pass. And then over time, your plans continue to ferment and grow until the status quo, you need to wake back up and, and reassert yourself into the world. And so it's a game that focuses on that vampire intrigue over the gulf of time. And it's all about becoming that apex predator among all the other. You know, will you end up becoming more powerful than the predecessors? You know, uh, who who made you who you are? Sounds really dark and cool. And yeah. you know, those are the things I want to do. I'll let Mike handle the fun pop culture references, and I want to, I want to, I want to <laughs> go. I want this to be the darkest year of our adventures, Tom.
7: Uh oh. <laughs> that's
0: my ninth. That's that's my five year arc. <laughs> uh that's my thoughts on five years where Where would you like to see um the future of the show? What are you hoping for next year
7: well I'm looking forward to hopefully running some more games i uh, I have a tendency to take on too many projects at once uh, uh, but I definitely have multiple ideas for games that I'd like to run in the near future um, give I, us a
0: give us a tease. What's give, us a, give us a tease here on the debrief, on the year-end okay, debrief. Well, what's one that you uh, you dream about playing for us? Okay,
7: well, the next one that I have planned, uh, I'm going to do with Steve, and I'm going to bring back Amanda Whitney as a second player, and it will be just the two of them, and it's going to be my version of Silent Hill. Oh. Uh, obviously, like Silent Hill being a horror game, um, it works better with fewer players because... Yeah. Um, it's scarier when you're alone
0: <laughs> well, this is well and this is also what we were talking about with just nelson and magnolia having yeah. just two players like we saw with veilmount vale yeah. veilmount vale yeah. might be one of our scariest games we've done and uh, and deadlands and to a degree even dogs in the vineyard with just three players there's a you can't hide If you're the player with only two players, there's nowhere to hide. The game is going to focus on you like the Eye of Sauron the whole time. And you'll be forced to examine your character and survive as your character. And you have to rely on you um, to get out of that. And it is scary. I agree with you. I think that's a great idea.
7: So that's what what I'm uh, working on for next. Um,
0: Spooky stuff.
7: Yeah, (laughs)
0: All right, and uh, uh, any 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 parting words for the people who showed up to Con Bravo, the people who uh, who are listening to this now? Is, uh you know, we just you know we finished Apocalypse World. We're done. done season four. Getting ready for five back in September with all new games. Tom, he's a little uh, genius.
7: I'm just gonna say thanks so much for coming out, and we're gonna have lots more events like this whenever we can, and uh, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun.
0: All right, thanks a lot, Tom. I actually recorded it this time. Yay! (laughs) I did it! And now we return back to Wednesday. Thank you very much, Derek, Shane, Bree, Cassie, Connell, Tom, Steve, for making time to have a conversation with me. But also, thank you to those random Terrible Warrior listeners, Uh, Stephen Prince and I think Volsar was in there, and a few others whose names they didn't give me before they walked away, Uh, walked up to my microphone and talked into the audio recorder... Yes, you can be a member of the Terrible Warrior podcast just by finding me in a hallway. And that's it. We're done for the season. Terrible Warriors will return to new episodes in September. We're currently planning on exactly which games they are going to be. We will announce them on Dice Warriors, our Twitter handle, when we find out, as well as there is a calendar at TerribleWarriors.com, which you can bookmark and you can see when we're planning to release those future games. There will still be updates coming out on the RSS feed through August. There will still be a few updates coming out on the RSS feed. Each week I will re-release Year One stories from the Terrible Warrior Archives. Uh, they will be edited down into a single episode for you to hear the entire story in one go. I think I've decided on doing Star Wars Leviathan, Pathfinder Nightmare Lake, uh, Shadow Run, The Candy Factory Job, and of course Pendragon. Yes, we will re-release My Horse Having a Mustache for your listening pleasure coming out through August. We have a few interviews that we're recording, and we may release them through the month as well. We'll be interacting on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram the whole time. We're not going anywhere. We're just taking a bit of a pause to relax after Con Bravo and record games into the fall so we have a nice buffer for you so we can enjoy ourselves and you can enjoy the show oh thank you so much for the previous year of support not just for being on Patreon the Patreon supporters have made this show possible for sure but so has your likes and shares and subscriptions so is your gaming and just walking up to us and telling us we're doing a good job thanks for interacting with us on Twitter thanks for sending in your fan art you're not terrible listeners but you are terrible warriors we